Welcome back to Kettlebells and Cocktails. I'm your host, John, back from Madison with my bestie, Nikki. How are you? I am good. I am exhausted. <laughs> well, you sound like your voice is slowly coming back. Yeah, I feel like it would have already been back had I not spent the entire last week just talking, talking, talking. So <laughs> here I am. A word to that. I got home and I sound like I've been smoking a pack of cigarettes. Mm-hmm. Which was probably the only vice I didn't partake in while I was in Madison. Between uh, cheese curds and burgers and all of the alcohol Madison had to offer. Spotted cows. Spotted cows all around. Lots of spotted cows. Lots of tequila. We'll get into all of that. Oh, my. Okay. Uh, I took advantage of all the cocktails. Glorious. And the kettlebells. And the kettlebells. No, no kettlebells. kettlebells. Not a single workout while I was there. Oh, snap. Okay. Even we did one. I didn't even do one, not even one. You know, I I hurt my elbow before I left town. I remember and, that, yeah. And I was thinking about, well, I wanted to do some workouts while I was there. And then I got there and it just hurt like hell. Like every time I shake hands with somebody, it hurt. And I think people were trying to be exceptionally macho when they're shaking my hand either that or I have a wussy handshake. I can't figure it out. But <laughs> they're just like putting this death grip on my hand. It was just like the pain was radiating on my arm. I'm like, all right, I'm just going to give it the week off. And, and you know, uh Make sure I'm taking care of it with recovery bourbon and tequila. And yes, of course. Of course. The only way to recover. Yeah, it's really uh, it's good for you. Yeah. So that's what I did. It was a hoot. That's awesome. I'm glad you had fun. Yeah, it was good stuff. It was really good stuff. So, But I'm back now. So uh, let's talk about uh, – let's recap the games. Yeah, let's talk about it. I'm like – much, How much fun was it for you? So much fun. This probably was my favorite year ever that we've ever done. Um, and that's saying a lot because I, I did the math and I believe it was either 2013 or 2014 was my very first year. So I'm like, I've been doing this now for the stream for a long time. Right. I truly think this was my favorite games. Really? Yeah. What, what, how so? Well, I feel like, I feel like the programming like just was off the charts. I feel like buzz just, hit it out of the freaking park and from from a fan standpoint like i just was stoked to watch what he came up with and then from a broadcast perspective uh it posed a lot of challenges to us he was asking a lot from the team but i've never had the team so accessible like boz met with us every single morning oh look at me (laughs) still no voice with three days i know i know Hey, also, there's some sort of wicked static on your side. Oh, really? Shit. Yeah. It sounds like it's on your microphone. Let me see. A little bit. Best I could tell. Anyway. Better? Is this better at all? Yes, that is okay, better. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm not sure you did. But. Um, I'm on the wrong browser because the Chrome wouldn't like load, so I just improvise. There you go. Um, so anyway, so Boz, you're talking about Yeah, so he was just so accessible. He met with the media team every morning. And he briefed us on the event and his inspiration for it and what happened in testing and like all that stuff. We've never really had access to that type of information in the past. And it helps us tell the story. It helps us like, you know, explain to everyone where it's coming from or who you should watch for what reason or what the time to beat was from the demo team. Like all those little kernels, nuggets of information were like just, we've never had that before. So like, Kudos to Boz. I think he really made it. And then obviously, like, I got to be there with my family. That was rad. And a shitload of work. Hi, Griff. 
high. A shitload of work. Um, and it was honestly probably one of the hardest years in terms of trying to manage my time and my schedule. I had to be like, like last year I was like, Matt needs creds because he needs to be like let into the areas I'm in in case I'm like, hey, I'm right. in the truck, but my water broke. Come get me. Right. This year I was like, Matt needs creds because I'm still breastfeeding. So I had to be like, hey, I have a 10 minute window. I'm, you know, at the North Park, like just come on onto the field and hand me that baby real quick. Right. <laughs> so um, we made it work, but and it was an adventure. But I do think I think all that combined just made it the most fun for me. It's interesting that you would say that Boz was so accessible because Dave had such a reputation for being warm and fuzzy that it's weird that you even noticed the difference. It is so not that Dave <laughs> wasn't warm and fuzzy with us. It is just so very much that I think I he um, he just always seemed like slammed. He was just so busy and we didn't really ever like sit down with him and review. Now we've always sat down with JB. We've always sat down with other people from HQ um, and Dave Dave, to his credit, was always just so invested in, he would test the workouts up until the moment that the athletes walked out onto the field. He would make changes for them, for their safety, for the overall test, for whatever, up until the moment that they stepped out there. So I don't think it was that he wasn't, uh, well, I mean, he wasn't warm and fuzzy, but I don't, it wasn't like a malicious thing. Like screw that broadcast. Yeah, yeah, it was just not as different. It was a different priority for him. And I think the whole team probably, you know, got to shape Boz's role a little bit, right? He stepped into that role, but the greater HQ team could have been like, Hey, we need this, that, and the other thing. And he was like, great. I'll make that a part of my role. So it was awesome. Well, He's I, I, the man. Yeah. Well, get him on the show. Yeah. We absolutely need him on the show. I ran into him at the after party, but I didn't get to talk to him. Oh um, God. He's so cool. I, uh, I think I universally heard from people how laid back he is and, and everyone would say the exact same thing. It was really interesting to me. Uh, they would go, nothing against Dave, but that's how the sentence would start. And I mm -hmm. bet I heard that phrase a dozen times. Mm -hmm. And I think that's because people universally have a lot of respect for Dave, myself included. I might Same. have. I, yeah, I wasn't checking sure. on him when I made that joke. Um, but they would say, nothing against Dave, but it's nice to see how laid back Boz was. And I think maybe people were expecting, you know, first year programming, you're going to be stressed out. It's going to be really hard. It's going to be different. We don't. I was nervous. Expect. Like, yeah, I don't think anybody knew what to expect. And, yeah. And, uh, you know, I've only met Boz in person once, but, you know, I think we all have a pretty good idea of his image. And he always seems laid back. And to see him that laid back under pressure was really cool. I fully agree. He's oh. so zen. Um, and he's so normal. Like, he's just like a normal dude. You're like, Hey, what, what do you think about how that went? And he'd be like, it was great. Or it sucked. He's <laughs> so normal. Um, hey, it's crazy on your end again. Lots more static. What the hell, man? Do you want me to get out and get back in? Oh, I don't know. I don't can know. do that. I can try. I don't know. It seems like a mic problem. Well, it's like I'm never in this browser. Oh. You're going to have to cut all this. Well, I'm not. No, we're we're rolling as is. Rolling in. Well, do you want me to? I'm gonna leave and come back. All right, leave and come do back. Do it. Hold hold down the fort, John. I know. Somebody started asking me questions. Samantha, you're the only one in the chat. Why don't you ask me some questions while we're waiting on Nikki to pop back in, and I can at least chat with someone. Here she comes. Are you back? Can't hear you. Am I back? Well, you are back. We'll see okay. what the quality is like. Are you using, what microphone are you I'm using? I'm using a regular mic, the Yeti. Do you want me to change mics? I no, I, I guess it's fine. I don't, I don't know what the dysfunction is. Just is weird. it still crackly? Not now. Oh, okay. Well, you tell me when it gets messed up again and I'll change it. Okay. Okay. 
What questions did you have? I missed them. Oh, I don't even know where we were. Uh, someone asked favorite games moment. That was already my mm. list of things I wanted to talk about. Okay. Uh, what, what were your favorite games moments? Um, let me think. So, um, I loved the Capitol event. I mean, I think, I think that goes down in history as one of the all time great games events. Like we'll always remember we made history. We made history. We were in the downtown Madison and we were off site, which was a feat production wise, just like, yeah. like Mike Roth, who, who we call fondly referred to as Rothy, who is the director on the truck just has the biggest brain ever that he was able to coordinate like cameras over here, cameras over there. This camera's on a car and it can only drive this far. Cause then they're on a covered bridge and then there's a camera on a bike and then there's a drone. And then there's another, it was just like bananas. Um, and then obviously the finish was just so special with Rebecca. That was, that was literally, literally the most iconic photo in the history of the cross. Totally. totally. I shot her a message the next day. I don't really know Rebecca that well. I mean, I kind of know her, you know, like kind of like I kind of know everybody else. Yeah. I just shot her a message and said, Hey, you know, super inspirational, great finish. Um, you know, she was the kind of the talk of the games and I wanted her to know that because I know it's tough sometimes as an athlete to finish last and yeah, wow, that was really tough. You know, kind of that last place finish really ruined your ranking, you know, and, and I, I hope she takes away from that, that, um, you know, she, I thought she encap encapsulated the spirit of the games, you know, and, and, totally. what, and what it's all about community rallied around her. You get that iconic photo, you know, there was just no quitting her. And I mean, let's be honest, like she's tiny, like she's very for, small, very some, light athlete. Yeah. yeah. For someone, someone her size carrying, carrying that bag. Come on. Yeah. Like, it's just really impressive. I um, I have more favorite moments. Can I keep yeah. going? Yeah, let's do it. Let's the entire sandbag event. I was yep. just, uh, it was so cool. It was fun to watch. It was exciting. I kept like grabbing the people next to me, like, oh, he's doing it. She's doing it. <laughs> oh, it was so, so fun. And, you know, Boz was explaining uh, in testing when he first came up with this event. Nobody really understood what it was going to be. <clears throat> and the way he described it, like, he was like, the sandbag is about the size of a human torso. And when you are wrestling with it to get it up, it's just this, this spectacle of trying to figure out your weight, its weight, the proper technique, the strongman element. And, and he was describing it like in testing, everyone was just in awe. And I was stoked to see it play out that way. Uh, and it was it was wild. Sounds like you were describing my love life. Um, <laughs> His weight, our weight. How uh, how amazing was our girl Danny? I mean, oh, come on, <laughs> just wild. Just what the whole thing was wild. And on the other hand, so I had a chance to, to interview her and Jacqueline Dalston, who came in second, because they just had like completely different techniques, and it was so cool to see them both get to the end. Ah, it was awesome. And like such different women, like built differently, different strengths completely and like totally different techniques. And they both just crushed it. I loved it. Oh, it was amazing. I, uh, did I tell you I ran into Danny to give you this, tell you this story? I don't know. I was, uh, it was after, I forget what day it was after, but it was after events, obviously. And I was yeah. walking around downtown going to meet some friends. I guess it was after day one. It was whatever day the jump rope happened. 
right? And uh, so I was, I was walking around downtown and I hear somebody go, John. And I turn around and there's Danny like leaning out of her car. And so I go running over and she gives me a big hug. And I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, I'm going back home. I got to go back to the hotel. I got to rest. I'm like, you need to go home and work on your single unders because you jump funny. I love it. I love it. I love watching professional athletes that get tripped up on single unders. It's perfect. She was the best. Yeah. What what else did you love? Um, I also loved, what was I going to say? Oh, I love, love, love the new handstand push-up standard. Oh yeah, we have to face the wall. Ah, oh, I it's just it's so genius. It's amazing. It's the only way to ensure that you you have perfect proper form. And if you don't, you're totally screwed. Like the beauty of it and Boz was describing this is like the the handstand push-up is truly a mimic of the strict press, right? Yeah. You're just you're earth pressing instead of barbell pressing. And so many of us do the like lean back bench press version of a strict press. And if you're facing the wall, you can't do that. So if you have any kind of arch in your back, uh, it's not going to happen. And I think that there's a place for regular handstand pushups and kipping handstand pushups and arch your back handstand pushups a thousand percent. There's also a place for demanding proper technique and strict technique. Yep. Did you hear that? Griff just hit his head on the table. <laughs> You're too much. Go lay down. That's awesome. I, I liked watching it live in person because it certainly cost some athletes some spots on the leaderboard. No doubt. Yeah, it did. Athletes who I did not think um, would struggle. It hurt Ricky quite a bit. It did. It hurt um, Daniel Brandon quite a bit too. She's excellent on her hands. Um, yep. So. Very, I loved very, it. Very, very interesting. What else? What else did you love? And those, turn, those are like my tops. Turn down your speakers a little on your end because I can hear myself. We're just okay. a mess. We're just a mess tonight. I know we really are. I uh, my other favorite moment of the games was getting to hold Hunter for the first time and have oh. him love me. Oh my god, he loved me so much. He loved me so much as he did. all babies should. And as you, you thought he should. would cry. Well, I mean, look, he's never met me before. He's seen me via video, but he didn't know who the hell I am. No, he was so happy with you. So it was kind of cool. I loved getting to see Ricky compete. I uh, got to be honest. I, you know, it it was funny. I had a little bit of confliction when he was winning, not because I don't think people deserve second chances. And I like Ricky fine. I don't, you know, I love Justin, this coach, just love that dude. And so I don't really know Ricky at all. But I, there's a little part of me that was conflicted in this year that we've had a lot of people popped that if he won, would it put a negative light on the games? I mean, obviously it didn't come to fruition, um, but I want to give that guy credit, man. He's all heart. He worked his ass off. He looked great all weekend. Yeah. He certainly deserved to be there. I mean, a very consistent weekend other than a couple little blips. And I, I talked to him, shook his hand. Actually, I was at the after party and he was partying with all the Australians. And I know most of those guys, I don't know Ricky at all. And his shirt was half ripped off. I'm not sure how, but those Australians are crazy. True. Um, they are they are maniacs, and I love them. And uh, so I just went over and shook his hand and said, "Hey, I just I don't know if he knew who I was at all, but I was like, hey, I just want to let you know you were super inspirational this weekend. I know you didn't finish where you wanted, but you got a bright future, and you'll certainly be on top of that podium sooner than later." And he was like, "Hey, thanks so much. I really appreciate it. I had a great time. Glad to be here. You know." Yeah. But, I fully agree. I fully agree. And I'm ready to like plant my flag in the sand about this. Um, Ricky fucked up. 
And he tried to cover it up as we all would in that position. And then it, it was really like proven. And then uh, he admitted to being an asshole about it. He admitted to being like, I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have doubled down. I shouldn't have been a dick. Like I, he admitted to all that stuff. And then he served his time and came back and he's been working his butt off and he has an excellent coach and team behind him. And he absolutely deserved to be there. And I don't, what I don't like, and I'm saying this out loud and I hope everyone really hears this. There were a couple of times that the crowd booed him. And I think that that is bullshit. <laughs> There's not a lot that upset me over the weekend. And that really upset me because this is CrossFit and this community supposedly is wonderful and welcoming and supportive. And we cheer on the last athlete and like, that's bullshit. He's here. He served his time. The entire sport has sanctioned him to come back. The court of public opinion does not have the right to boo that athlete. And I just, I just want us to be better. Like be better CrossFitters. Come on. It actually didn't bother me. I'll t- and I'll uh, tell you why. Yeah. I'll tell you why it didn't bother me though. Cause it's a sport. Like this isn't, I don't view the CrossFit games as CrossFit. I view it as a sport of CrossFit. And I, I believe over time, as it gets bigger, you're going to have more and more athletes get booed. Like you're going to have more that come in that do dumb shit. Like, to be honest, I'm a little surprised Danielle doesn't get booed by some people. And I say this with love for Danielle. Um, You know, she had several moments during the games where she would get a no rep and she would get visibly pissed at the judge or, you know, know, she does her typical fingers to the crowd thing. Like she plays the bad girl. Sure. Which sure. is cool. Like, and again, I love Danielle. So this, I'm not critiquing her here, but some people don't like that. And I think as the sport gets bigger, you'll have people booing someone like that. Like she's like a John McEnroe type of sure. athlete, sure. you know? And, yeah. Uh, I so, hear what you're saying. So it, does, it doesn't bother me. You know, I think it, if anything, like sitting in the crowd, it felt like it was almost like they were booing as a joke. If that mm, made sense. Like they weren't like, so. Well, I just, from where I was sitting, again, it was just my perspective. Whether they were or they weren't, I couldn't tell you. It was just like I was sitting up in the nosebleeds because apparently Mimi doesn't pay very well and get you good seats. No me millions. Yeah, no me millions. But from where I was sitting, they would call his name and people behind me would boo and then I'd hear people laughing, you know. So yeah. I don't know if it's the same people laughing or it's just funny because somebody was booing. And, you know, keep in mind, I was probably <laughs> – you know, three or four uh, beers deep at that point. So sure, of course. Who knows? But yeah, I hear what you're saying. I do hear what you're saying. I just, I don't think that CrossFit is just a sport. I think that we're just very unique. We're unique in that we all rise up from the affiliates. And I think the CrossFit Games is directly related to what happens in the affiliates. And people see the games on the stream or on CBS. We were lucky enough to be on network this sure. year. And they say, I want to step into a CrossFit gym someday. Um, so I, I just think it's different and I want the spirit of what we do every single day in our community to be reflected throughout the entire scheme from CrossFit health to CrossFit affiliates to the CrossFit games. Like, I just don't like that, but I do well, understand where you're coming from. I just don't like it. It, it will though. I think it will. I mean, you know, I live in Cleveland and uh, if you're winning, people don't care what you did. Like we had a guy <laughs> on the baseball team here when it was the Indians prior to them turning to the guardians, his name was Albert Bell. And he was a world-class home run hitter. And he was the world's biggest jerk. He hit a kid with a car. 
and the city loved him. They would have oh, built a, they would have built a statue of that dude out front, oh. you know. So my point is, it's like you know, Ricky keeps winning. He ain't gonna get any more booze. I know, I know, yeah. I know. I just he, didn't like it in the spirit of yeah, the, of who we are. I get that. I tell you what, I really liked. Um, I love the fact that the competition was very close on both sides up until the last day. Yes. Extremely close on the men's side, right up until the last event. Yes. Um, you know, it was. It it I don't know how I felt after day one when Tia wasn't leading. Like I had this feeling in my stomach, like the world wasn't right, like it wasn't loved spinning it. on its axis. <laughs> like I like, loved it. I'm, I'm here like, for what the drama. What is going on right now? It's so I am weird. Here for the drama. I love it, and I love that she admitted it. Yeah. When I was like, "What's going on?" She's like, "Well, had a little bit of a." But a bit of a rough start. You know what I mean? Right. I love that she wasn't just like, oh, that was nothing. That was nothing. Here I am to dominate. She's like a real player in the game. And I love, I love that the game is elevated. I'm really upset at the end. I had, I had a bunch of, and four actually, really, really special questions that I had like come up with for her. And we ended up running out of time. But I really wanted to ask her, like, Given how tight the points race was and given the fact that it was tight because she did that, like she pushed those athletes to get good enough to beat her. She is the reason why every single person has been training 10 times harder than they were two years ago, five years ago, six years ago, technically. (laughs) Um, and it's, it's like because of her, like she elevated the field. So I really wanted to pose that to her as a question and ask her about what she wanted her lasting impact to look like in CrossFit. But I, we might I, have was, time. I was really intrigued how Boz uncovered some of her weaknesses, though. Like she can't single do single unders. unders. Yeah, she can't yeah. do single unders. She's not great on a bike. She's OK on the bike. But She's OK, like, yeah. She was okay, but she didn't dominate. Like she got beat by Haley, who's also great, you know. But yeah. I guess my point is, it's like. He just, he, he found some weaknesses in her game and, yeah. and exploited them. And it was really cool. Like when she started failing on her double unders, I think she finished that workout like in the 20th spot or 23rd or something. And when she and, didn't move on after the first cut. Yeah. It was crazy. Like we're all sitting <laughs> looking at each other like Tia, Claire can't do single. Like what the hell's going on right now? I know. You know? I know it was awesome. And it wasn't even, it was beautiful programming because it wasn't even necessarily that she couldn't do single wonders. He added that element of unbroken, like that pressure, mental and physical pressure. And that, man, that was just smart. How about Justin running into the crowd and hugging his family? Oh, my heart. I know. Right. One of the yeah. like really sweet. And they weren't, you know, they weren't in the end zone this time, which is where I thought they were. So like you guys, they call his name and he goes running the crowd. I'm like, where the hell is this guy going? You know? And he was yep. chasing down, chasing down Mama Madeiras, who I ran into, by the way, at a party. Shanna? Yeah. I, uh, I uh, oh, went and gave her a big hug and talked to her for a minute. And I'm like, she's hey, you're always giving me heart palpitations. Eat, right? She's like, oh, she's like, me too. But I don't really care if he wins. I just want him to have a good time. I'm like, come oh, on. I'm like, come mama. on. <laughs> I'm like, you want him to win. She's like, I, yeah, I want him to win. I yeah. Want him. <clears throat> I'm like, you're killing me. Um, John, can I answer this question from Phyllis? Can you put this up on the screen? Yep. I met Phyllis. Phyllis Six Dimples. Hi, Phyllis. She's um, The question is, what do you think about uh, the Tia retiring announcement by the MC? It seemed like it was glazed over and Tia didn't say anything about it in her second interview. Um, okay. If I can be totally honest, I'm still a little bit confused <laughs> on what is happening. Um, <clears throat> so did you listen to Sean and Tommy talking? Yeah, about yeah I talked to Sean about it the next day. Okay. Yeah. So 
Sean, I, the only reason I ask is because he went in depth uh, on their podcast a little bit more. So if you want his, his side of it too, you should listen to him. But basically what happened was Sean was told by some members of Tia's camp that she was retiring after this event and they wanted him to announce it as she crossed the finish line. So he was told that he confirmed that he thought had what he thought was good info. I was told that as well, that, that Sean was told that. And, uh, I was also told that she might, I was waiting for her moment. I was waiting for her to say it, like take the mic out of boss's hand or maybe take her shoes off and leave them on the floor. Like that's why we kind of let her like run around the stadium with a flag whenever I was like waiting for some sort of moment so that we could talk about it. And then she didn't do any of that. Um, and so then when I started my interview, I thought to myself, I want her to be able to say it in her own words. I want to give her that moment to explain to us what's going on here. So that's why I asked like, you know, do we see you back or is this it? And I thought, I really thought she was going to do the thing and say the thing. Um, and when she didn't, I thought to myself, you know what, can you imagine how much she has going on right now? Can you even imagine, like, she probably can't even process, let alone think straight, let let alone whatever. Maybe she truly doesn't know yet. Or maybe she wants that moment to be different for her. Or maybe, I don't know. But when she didn't answer, I was kind of like, okay, so shit, we'll see. And then, I don't know. And then sort of like Kiki sort of said something over the, on the, on the mic as well about how like the award ceremony was going to be her final event. So then we kind of thought she'd say something there and then she didn't. So again, I'm kind of like, she probably just doesn't know yet, or this isn't the moment the way she wants it. I don't know. So I haven't seen any confirmation anywhere that she truly has retired. I don't like everyone's like, is she, isn't she? And I, I kind of don't know. I'm kind of waiting for something official to come like on her Instagram or on her YouTube or something. I'm not convinced she's fully retired. That's me. Yeah. I'm not convinced either. I, you know, I talked to Sean about it and uh, you know, the one thing I can tell you about Sean will, and that dude is a, consummate professional and there's zero chance he would have talked about that on on the air had he not had confirmation that it was okay to do so um now that doesn't mean that she didn't change her mind in the moment or just decide that hey maybe i want to hold off for a different time or like i'm sure there's you know thousands of emotions running through not to mention she didn't dominate this year so i'm i'm sure you know she was relishing and holy crap i like i pulled this thing out you back, yeah. You know, and and she is quite literally the most dominant athlete that's ever played the sport yes. at this point. And you know, I mean, I don't want to put words in her mouth, but I think she's absolutely got the earn the right to never tell us and just keep competing yep. as long as she wants. Who cares? 100%. I hope 100%. she's coming back personally, but you know, I also want her to be happy. So same, same. And so I wasn't, I was not upset about that moment at all. The only thing I was like legitimately upset about, and it still is bothering me, is like. I had a couple just really awesome questions that I wanted to hear, genuinely wanted to hear her answers about her impact on the sport, about her impact on young, young girls, especially who are looking up to her and her legacy that she's created. And and I didn't have time for that because we were in a tight CBS window. So that was just a bummer for me because I didn't, I truly didn't get a chance to interview her that much during games. Right. So, um, yeah. We've never had her on the show. We should invite her. Maybe she'd maybe she'll make her announcement right here. What do you think? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so, yeah. I'd love to get her on at some point though. Um oh look, look, someone re- wrote a comment on her YouTube. Her and Shane said that they're still deciding on what she's going to do. I fully believe that. I fully believe that. Because yeah. well, what Shane told me ahead of time. So I had talked to Shane earlier that day. 
And I sort of was, I was trying to just like lob him this sort of like, if you guys want to make this moment what you need to make it, like, let me know if there's a way you want me to like tee it up or ask you the question. Like I was just trying to like not pry, but just let them know that out of respect for them, if that was going to be a really big moment for them, if they wanted me to like hand her the mic or whatever, like I was going to listen. And he said to me that she doesn't know. She doesn't know yet. And I kind of thought he was full of shit. But she, he said to me, she doesn't know. And, you know, every year the decision wavers. You know, she decides to do it again. And then halfway through the season, she's training and she's like, ah, I'm never doing this again. Like, like we all do, you know? So, yeah. uh, so now I believe it. He was telling the truth. I would, Im- I would have to believe that, you know, winning titles like this is like being a, it's like, this a, bad analogy but it's like being an aging rock star like you don't want to get off the stage you still got people cheering for you and, yeah. and you're and you're still killing it and you're still <laughs> killing it yeah totally and and i i oh man that's got to be a tough decision right like people are still cheering for you and you're still winning you're not winning as hard as you did before and does that mean you don't win at all because i would want to go out on top yeah uh, who knows that you know i I don't want to put words in any of their mouths, but I think people are looking at, you know, Frazier made the decision after five and it seemed like a relatively easy decision for him. Like when he came out and said, you know, you know, they want to start a family at some point and he's yeah, got know. kind of other goals in life and, right. you know, better quality of life. And it, it just make kind of makes sense. And I think everyone assumes that all athletes think that way. Like once you, once you've have set the biggest record ever, it's time to step off the stage. And some athletes don't mind leaving on a down note, you know, like Michael Jordan's a great example of this. Like I always have viewed her as the Michael Jordan of our sport people in, and he was the greatest ever to play basketball. My opinion, most people's opinions Yeah, and has, you know, six titles. I think it's right. People often forget he played for the Washington wizards on his way out the door and didn't win shit for them. Like, you know, some, sometimes they just like to compete and play, you know? So who knows? I, you know, I hope she sticks around. I love watching her. I think she's I a consummate professional. She, you know, never gripes. She just does what's in front of her. Even when she yep. has a bad workout, she doesn't yep. even seem to be phased by it. You know, yeah. I mean, she, you know, she gets, you know, pissed like everybody else, but, um, you know, she just, she handles it great. Did you, yep. did you notice, uh, the meme I made that had you asking her the question? No. Oh my God. So this is the most random thing, Nikki. So I'm going to look it up. I had, I had gone to bed. Let me explain the meme to you. Okay. I had, uh, I'd rushed out of the Coliseum because there was this place I wanted, this restaurant I wanted to go to. And with the after party, and I also wanted to get a nap in. So I, <laughs> it's, ran, well, it's a busy day. It was. I, uh, so I ran back to the hotel. I ran back, grabbed my dinner and, uh, went back and took a nap. I wake up and I have a DM from Brent Fakowski. Oh, what? Yeah. Now, I, let me let me give preface this, right? Now, first of all, for everyone listening, Brent is one of two athletes that have blocked me or one I was of two crossfitters that have blocked me over the years. Now, he unblocked me since, but we've never really chatted. We don't really know each other. Um, you know, we don't, I, we don't know any of them or know each other at all. Uh, and what was really funny about it was the day before I'd I had just said to someone, anytime someone comes up to me and goes, Hey, I have a great meme idea. It never is. It rarely is a great meme idea. Okay. It's great for them, but I rarely find it funny. So I get this DM from Brent and it goes, I have a great meme idea. And I'm like, I'm like, here it goes. So it goes, take the clip of Nikki asking Tia, you know, are you going to retire? 
and then immediately clip in from the Wolf of Wall Street where he goes, "Hey, fucking leaving!" <laughs> right? <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh my god, that is the funniest thing ever!" And so I did it, and it blew up. And so I messaged um, him. I'm like, "Hey, dude, when I retire, I'm going to leave the meme page to you." And he just responded, hashtag #blessed. Amazing. That was really funny. Amazing. So, I'm excited. I see it here. I'm going to watch it later. Yeah. So big props to Brent for being far funnier than I gave him credit for. Wow. I know. Really, really impressive on uh, on his part. Uh, yeah. So we'll see. Um, you know what we haven't talked about at all yet? What's that? How awesome Roman is. Roman's the man. That dude's oh, a beast. I got, yes. I got to be honest. I thought he was going one or two. I think we said on the last show, he's going to go one or two ways. He's either going to be fantastic or a total bust. And man, was he fantastic. I knew he was going to be incredible. But I have also had the privilege of watching him compete and interviewing him basically over the last five years. Like I was there. I was at the European Regional in 2018 when he first qualified. I mean, he's never made it all the way over to Madison, obviously. Right. Um, but I was there for that. It was the first time we ever had Russians qualify for the games, which was really cool. Um, I have gotten to watch him compete and win stuff and interview him in Dubai year after year after year. Um, and he's incredible. He's wonderful. He's sweet. He's gracious. His wife is so sweet and also a fierce competitor and also had a baby recently. And it was just like, this dude missed the birth of his son so that he could come to the U S at a time where he like really figured out how to get here. And then he got to come to the games, meet his baby for the very first time and stand on the podium. It's unbelievable. And he, I would like to say this out loud. He wrote a handwritten note to Wilson from HQ thanking him for all of his years and efforts and trying to help him with visas and getting him to games. That's awesome. Hey, That's what? the kind of shit that like no one does. Yeah, I loved him, and I thought he was a he was a good sport. He yeah. you know, was smiling and having yes. fun, and and even events he didn't win, he was waving to the crowd and yes. like, was cheering just, people like, on, living his best life. I I was curious though because I missed it in the Discord chat because they were blowing it up every 30 seconds why was there no russian flag next to his name was that an hq decision or his decision yeah no i think it's a i think that's how major bodies of sport handle it when there are uh you know like world crises global crises um and when there's a when there's a war and when there's you know kind of this sort of overwhelming sense that this shouldn't be happening the way that it is they pull the flag so um i don't think anyone had a problem with it i think that people need to remember Nobody wants war. Yeah, not not nobody on on the street, not on either side. So I, I just had several people ask, and I like I yep. legit did not know. That's how the Olympics like, does it too. They just you know when there's major conflict like that, they don't they don't want that representation. Yep. Yeah, I wasn't sure whose decision it was. Bean is right here. He's being a real dick. Look at this guy. Bean. Look at this guy oh, making an so appearance on the show. Him. He's such Hi, a jerk. Papa. He's such a jerk. Did he miss you? Was he pissed when you came oh, back? Oh, he was so pissed. So pissed when I came home. He literally meowed at me for like two hours. Like a straight long meow for like an hour and a half. Mm. Totally, totally ridiculous. Um, how'd you feel about the crowd? Like just walking through the crowds and talking to people. How, what was the feel like to you? Um, can I tell you that? Um, <laughs> so first of all, first of all, first of all, this is really important. Thank you to every single person who came up and told me that they listened to this podcast because I swear I forget. And I like legitimately don't believe that anyone gives two shits about what we say. Right. Um, and that it's more than just our moms who listen. Actually, my mom doesn't even listen. Yeah. I don't think my mom knows how to download a podcast. Um, 
So that really warmed my heart. So I just want to say thank you for that. I also want to say that Matt, like, thank you to our listeners who truly listened to me when I was like, if you see Matt, like give him a fist bump and tell him for right. to be for, Oh my God. Tell him that he's being an awesome dad. Cause he was Mr. Mom all week. And it was, all, it was a lot of work. He told me that like two or three people literally asked to take selfies with him and Hunter. Like not <laughs> me. They were not like, I love oh, it. It's, where's Nikki? Just them. Sometimes just Hunter. Right. <laughs> Which is so awesome. I love it so much. He was stoked. The crowd was awesome. What do you think? Um, yeah, I, it, had a different energy this year and years past. And, you know, I think often when we go to these events, I think that, you know, people are just excited to be together. So that's, there's a lot of energy there, but for the first time in a while, I felt like CrossFit was back. Yeah. Like, like yeah. it really felt like it did, you know, three years ago, uh, you know, four years ago, even. Uh, I also thought that CrossFit themselves did a spectacular job focusing on affiliates mm -hmm. and everyday CrossFitters. And I thought that was really special. Um, you know, in, in years past, even when I've gone to the games, it felt like it was all about the games athletes and it's an event. So I get that this year, it felt like, all right, we're going to make a really concerted effort to make people remember that the real heart of CrossFit is in the box. Yeah. You know, and you know, so they were taking, you know, crazy great care of the affiliate owners. You know, there were tons of seminars from CrossFit Health and, and uh, you know, training seminars for everyday athletes, like right in the middle of Vendor Village, which I thought yep. was really cool. You know, they had an entire charity row of, uh, you know, charities that are influential within the space. Um, and I just, you know, I just felt like there was just a lot of attention and all the volunteers and people actually from CrossFit were like, smiling and happy yeah. and, and energetic and willing to help. And so it like the feel was just great. Yeah. Um, I ran into the CEO. I don't know if I told you this. Oh my God. He is yoked. They always are. So was Eric Rosa. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not True. impressed with his fitness. True. Um, when we get him on the show, I'll tell him that. <laughs> but uh, I, uh, so we get, I'll give the CEO story so everybody can hear it. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so when I was driving to Madison, uh, I get a press, re the press release. I'm on the, my email is part of their press release chain. I'm not even sure I am not. I did not know. I was in a production meeting and you texted me that there was a new CEO. I don't know how I got on the press release chain, but I love it. Probably because I keep getting the press passes. And it's probably, it's probably why good. you don't have it. Cause you're part of the, the, and you're an insider. Right. You're in cahoots. Um, uh, we have only. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so I get the press release and so I'm like, all right, I should put this on the page, but I'm gonna do it without commentary. Cause I'm not making that mistake again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Like, mm -hmm. and, and I don't know the guy, like I didn't have to research. I was driving. So I'm literally sitting in the parking lot of a seven 11 when I get this thing. And so I clip it, put it on my page and I don't remember exactly what I said, but, but it was something like at Don fall, really excited to see what your leadership brings this terrific organization. That was it real generic, right? Again, you know, not going to make the mistake of appearing as if, I'm propping somebody up that I don't know right, you know, right, right. because I'm not in cahoots. Right. I did, however, look up his credentials. I, you know, I did two things. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna look up his resume to see how qualified he is. Very qualified. Um, and I'm gonna see if he follows me because I have an ego as big as his house. Mm. Uh, and he did. So he's <sighs> obviously brilliant. 
Uh, uh. So, and and for the record, I'm only one of like 200 people. So I'm like, well, I'm like kind of an exclusive company considering. Oh he's my a god! What's yeah. his handle? Who is yeah. he? Don Fall at Don Fall. And uh, so I'm like, all right, that's kind of interesting. But I didn't message him. I didn't do anything. Right. Later that afternoon, I get a straight up get a DM from the dude. Wow. A DM that says. Hey, John, thanks for the kind words. Looking forward to meeting you. Best wishes. You know, now you keep in mind, like, this is his first day on the job. Like, I can't imagine how many thousands of messages this dude must have gotten. But of the course. fact that he went out of his way to send me that message, I thought, all right, that's pretty cool. So I wanted to meet him at the game. So I had people stalking him for me because uh, I didn't know where he was. So I told a few of my friends that I'd run to, hey, if you see this guy, message me. I'm going to come find him. So he was uh, in the O2 um Recovery Lounge. Recovery Lounge. And it was when the adaptive athletes um, were doing their award ceremony. And he was there cheering them on, which, first of all, super classy moved on, if you hear this. Uh, he does not hear this. Yeah, he might. <laughs> well, let me get to that part of the story. Okay. So, um, but, you know, super classy move on his part. He's there, literally there cheering every single one. And so I don't interrupt him until it's done. And I just go over and shake his hand and go, hey, Don, John Woolley, make watch great again. He's like, oh, yeah, I know who you are. Uh, you know, I'm like, you know, welcome, I'm excited. And you always know, small talk for a minute. And then, you know, of course I'm going to ask, I'm like, Hey, Nikki and I would love to get you on our show. And he goes, Oh, I absolutely would love to come on. I was just watching your podcast. What? And that's what, that was almost exactly what I said. I'm like, what? Huh? Turns out, turns out he wasn't actually watching kettlebells and cocktails. He saw me on an episode of morning chalk up with, oh, oh. Right, with Craig Howard, who runs uh, an affiliate out in California, the Diablo Diablo. Yeah. And the reason that made an impression on me is that's a very specific episode that he referenced. Very specific. And so I said to him, Don, you know, the episode you're referencing, I said on that show that the North Star of this company should always be the affiliates. I want to make sure you know you guys have killed that this weekend. Mm. And uh, so it was interesting to me that he referenced a really specific show. Like I have a lot of people go, oh, yeah, I watch your show. And I go, what, you know, name an episode. They can't name a one. He had a very specific show he had watch which i thought was very cool um well i would be stoked i would be so he does not follow me i just checked will. i'll hook you up okay great uh, <laughs> i would love to have him on that would be he, awesome he was super nice and you're right he's super fit you know yeah. he was a marine or you yep. know is a marine uh you know retired maybe it's the best way to put it uh being shut up i can hear him <laughs> he is so ridiculous right now he's been like this since i got back and um but he also worked for Google. He worked for Meta and for Pinterest. So he's worked in, you know, I think in data. And uh, so, you know, a guy's got to be super smart. And uh, so far he's saying all the right things. So, you know, cautiously optimistic is yeah, absolutely. Is, is still my take. But I'm excited we got somebody at the helm. So. Um, you know, we know what that whole story just reminded me of. What's that? So um, speaking of of the adaptive division, I don't know if you had a chance to hear because you were on site, so you probably weren't watching the broadcast, but Tom uh, Miazga was on the broadcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was great. Adaptive division. He's also my new favorite person on the planet. I never yeah. had a chance to meet him before. He's so funny. He's so nice. He's so much fun. And he like he just fell right into the media team. I was so impressed. I mean, it's hard. It's really hard. It's hard to talk over live yep. <laughs> live sports. I can't do it. That's why I do the sideline reporting because I straight up can't do like play by play or color commentary. And he was incredible, especially for his first time. And I hope that he joins us to continue cover the adaptive 
continue covering rather the adaptive divisions and also the regular divisions because he's fit as fuck. Yeah. Tom, well, he's coming back on here. He's going to be on our show. I had him on my of people I talked to over the week okay, that I was good. inviting on the show. He was one of them. And good. He's so funny. He's got the voice for it. Uh, yeah. He, he's he's beautiful. Whatever that's it's worth. Unfair how handsome he is. He is. That's he has an unfair handsome advantage over all of us. Uh, and you're right. He's crazy fit. Like yeah. stupid fit. Um, Super funny. He's a, he's a good, good, good dude. And I'm yeah. excited to get him back on. So he will, he will be on here. Yeah. I think what else I thought was uh, a cool part of the weekend. Um, I, and I spent a lot of time with them. The O2 presence at this thing was crazy. So for everyone listening, O2 replaced fit aid as the kind of the drink sponsor. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know if that's fair to say it exactly like that, but it's the best way to describe it because they were in all the same places Fit Aid would have been in years past. They had the recovery lounge. Yep. They were on uh, Sponsor Row. And then they were, would have been kind of on each exit of Vendor Village handing out cans. I don't know how many cans they handed out, but... A million. Uh, yeah, well, Dave uh, Kalina, who's been on here before and will be on again very soon, um, said the first year they came, I want to say they brought like 12 cases with them. This time they brought four or maybe six semi-trucks yeah it doesn't uh, surprise me i'm so bummed that was a major thing that i was bummed about is i tried so many times to stop by the o2 tent to see dave and we never crossed paths and i was pissed i was texting him today actually so the good news is uh i i kind of solidified with him we're going to do a very regular uh happy hour segment with dave good on this show and we'll and we're not just going to drink on air we actually have topics we want to talk about but uh, we're gonna have dave on and we are going to drink on air and have a good time and uh you know we'll use his o2 products and by the way it's not a commercial dave's just a friend so i'm not trying to sell o2 to you guys but they're great um so that was interesting that was i thought that was a really kind of a cool thing to see though like their investment in the community uh they also had a real investment in my liver over the weekend (laughs) the amount of alcohol they poured down my throat i'm sure we went to this bar nikki and it was like a an O2 company retreat, like company party. And Dave's okay. like, yeah, I'd like for you to come. I think, you know, my employees would enjoy having you there. So I show up and they don't have as many people there as they thought they were going to because they invited some other people. But they had a $2,000 drink limit. Uh-huh. So, so if you're wondering how many tequila shots it takes to get to 2000 bucks, it's quite a bit. Uh, I'm sure. Quite a bit. Sure. And and we made that $2,000 limit. I was really proud of us. Good for you. Good thing yeah. they brought you. <laughs> Good thing I was Ubering everywhere. I mean that. Yeah, can, for sure. I can tell you, I, I had to come home and I've literally just been guzzling water for three days and yeah. nothing but chicken and rice, like getting my life back together. I know it. It's, I know uh, it. It's so ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, what else? What are the special moments for you? Um man how about uh tim paulson's full send on the assault bike Un- unbelievable who, echo who bike. Has that echo bike. ever yeah yeah man that dude he has a special way of going to like a dark dark yeah. place when he needs to yeah a couple was, athletes like that it was insane it was absolutely insane somebody has in the uh, comments because i want to did hunter meet scotty no i wish oh that would have been so fun you know what we we kind of bolted after uh, after everything was done. We didn't stick around for too too long because we had a flight the next morning out of Chicago, and so we drove to Chicago and um, stayed with some family that night. Which was this was a bummer. My flight was canceled the next morning. Oh, that sucks. Uh, so it made the day home, the travel day home, 
quite annoying. Mm. I'm just going to riff some questions at you. How do yeah, you feel good. about seeing our kettlebells and cocktail shirts in the two food booth being worn by people? It was insane. I couldn't believe it. Again, I'm telling you, like, I, I truly don't think people listen to this. And I truly don't know <laughs> that people actually like buy those shirts or wear our gear ever. Every time I see it, it's like my jaw drops. Like, like that time I saw it at semifinals. I was like, that's not real. How is this even real life right now? Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I, uh, my only, the, it, it didn't feel surreal to me until I was walking around on, uh, whatever day it was, it was so hot. It was like a hundred degrees and yeah. humidity was ridiculous. Yeah. And I was wearing the meme Lord shirt and it doesn't breathe very well. And I was just sweating my ass off dying. Mm. I was just gross. And then I'm like, Oh wait, I have shirts here. I can go get a new shirt. And so I go to two food and I'm like, you know, and I ask like, I'm just like, Hey, we made too much trouble. Could I please have one of those shirts? You know, and the dude's like, why are you asking me? Just grab one. You know, they were so funny. Because Amazing. He's like, you want to take a backpack too? Which wasn't even our branded stuff. I'm like, no, I don't want a backpack. No, I don't need a backpack. I just need to, I just went through my shirt completely. Like, yeah. Sell your backpacks. I'm not trying to get free stuff out of you. I just want a shirt. I'm stinky. <laughs> like, I love I'm, it. I reek right now. I love know? it. Um, for the people who weren't on site, Tupud is still selling them on their website if you want one. Um, and the crop is so cute. I'm obsessed with it. It's so I saw, cute. I actually had people, a couple of people take photos of me wearing that crop. Actually, I actually had, you I wearing I, the crop? no, I had people message me saying that if I had worn the crop, we would have sold a lot more. And that mm -hmm. actually might be the case. I tell you what I'm going to do though. I'm, uh, I'm have put myself now, I came back with like all these goals. I always, I get in front of all these fit people and I'm like, I start feeling bad about myself. Of course. <laughs> you know? Seriously, this is like a bad thing for me. We're going to do a body image show at some point. Okay. But I, I got out there and you're surrounded by people just ripped. And then I'm like, oh, I'm just a mess. Like physically, I'm just a mess. You know, just uh, so much to work on. It's probably because I was bloated from all the alcohol. But anyway, um. So I'm like, I need a goal. So my goal right now is to do the gauntlet at Waterpalooza. It's five Great. Minutes, five oh my minutes. gosh. Heck yeah. So I, I talked to Nathan over at RP, my coach. And I'm like, hey, you're going to put me on another cycle. And I need you to, you know, this isn't about, you know, drastic weight loss. But I want to come out at a certain weight going into Miami. And I need to be fit. I need your, your diet to match the athletic output I need to put out in the next five months. Because those things have to be balanced. You know, you can't can't cut a lot of calories and work hard. You got no, yeah, yeah, yeah. to be smart, a good balance there. And, you know, I, I'm positive that, if, you know, people are going to be watching if, you know, I go do this thing. So I want to do it right. You know? So, Oh, and the reason I know this, cause Ben and I did a workout with each other for charity while we were there and it was packed. Like, I can't believe all the people that showed up for that. Oh my God. That's awesome. Yeah. It was insane. And I worked uh, out one time all week. It was like toward the beginning of the week and it was me, Matt and Jamie Hygia and she tried to kill us. Well, that was the only workout I did. Can I just say out loud? I beat Ben. <gasps> no. Why are you acting so surprised? You bitch. What are you doing? Well, first of all, first love of all, me. because I listened, to me. Your, I listened to your show with Ben <laughs> and I'm only surprised because Ben oftentimes references on your show that he like was a regionals athlete and yes. like he like throws his numbers out there. And so it's not that I don't think you're fit, but I just have this impression of Ben in my mind that he's like 
superiorly fit to most he, of us. He is superiorly fit. In any other workout, he would beat me like a drum. I will fully okay. admit that. So here's what the workout was. So it was it was three. I didn't realize it was going to be three rounds. I thought it was just going to be one round because um, they said it was for charity. So I wasn't prepared to actually have to work hard. Right, right. But I get there and they're like, it's going to be best two out of three. And you're going to do nine sandbag thrusters, nine burpees over the sandbag. And then you're going to do um, nine sit-ups. That's two out of three. So it's, when you do the math on it, it's about a 30 to 35 second workout. Okay. So and at, and in full disclosure, his sandbag had 35 pounds in it. Mine had 15, right? Now, okay. that's fair though. He's 20 years younger and yeah. his, his one rep max thruster is like 245. Mine's, yeah, probably, yeah. mine's probably like 185. You know? I think this so, is totally fair. 100%. So it's totally fair. So we, we start the first round and we're too close together. And that's going to be relevant to the story. So we get into the thrusters and I like immediately kick it into high gear. Now, if you could have seen the look in his eyes as fast as I was moving, he had this look like, oh, shit. How is Willie moving this fast? Uh-huh. Like I move pretty quick for an old guy. I'm you know? sure. Yeah. I get to the burpees before he does. Well, I don't know if it threw him off his game or whatever, but he kind of came into my lane and I couldn't do the burpees because his feet were like where my chest would land. Mm. And so we had to invalidate the first round. So we restructure everybody. So now we're just doing two more rounds. The next round he won by one second. And then the third round, I straight up beat him. Oh, Oh. Great. So well, I consider that to be all just a straight up win, considering I'm 20 years old. Absolutely. I'm here for it. But it was fun because they were just, you know, there were, you know, tons of people around the booth and, and, you know, the shouting and yelling. And, you know, I think mostly they wanted to see the old guy have a heart attack in public, maybe, but, but it was fun. And we brought a lot of people to Forging Youth Resilience to see what they were doing. And, awesome. uh, but it was hard because then, you know, because like, it's a short workout and I'd like, works really hard for a really short period of time. You know how it starts to escalate on you? Yeah. It's like doing Fran, like your body catches up to how hard you worked. Well, that happened for like the next five or 10 minutes, but now I got people want to take photos with us and I'm a sweaty mess and my heart rate's yeah. racing. It, it sucked. It was not. Yeah. Fun, I understand. So it was a good time. Good time. Hey, we have a question here. Something about Laura Horvath. Hold on. Let me see. I don't know. Let's see this. Sorry for repeat question. So anyone's radar the silent epic comeback that Laura Horvath did during the Capitol run? That's a good question. I, Laura had a great week. You get what are yeah, your thoughts on Laura? I week? think that she had a she had it is absolutely on my radar. Um, she didn't only have an epic comeback during the Capitol run; she had an epic comeback over the entire course of the weekend. Yeah. Um, when she charged up the leaderboard in those last few events, uh, especially the alpaca, man, that was like Laura's here to. She's here to play. The yeah. fact that she ended up on the podium after a really devastating event with the handstand push-ups, she finished dead last, 39th. Yeah. Um, and remember that is last because Emily Rolf had to pull out of the competition after her medical yeah. emergency. That is bananas. <laughs> like that's that's unheard of. So she, I think that if for whatever reason Tia didn't come back, I think Laura could be a contender for a fitness on earth. Yeah, I agree. I also thought, um, you know, Daniel Brandon, which she finished fourth. Is that right? Um, she had a great week. I thought, I really thought she was going to be on the podium at the very end. Like mm-hmm. she was having such a good week. Like things were going really well for her. She had a few things where like things weren't as great, but you know, all yeah. in all, like she looked far better this year than I thought she did last year. I agree. I agree. And uh, I thought she was going to be there. So there was a little part of me. I mean, I love Laura Horvath, so I'm not disappointed she was there, but there was also part of me that was, 
I felt bad for Danielle because I know she really wanted it. Yeah, you know, yeah. You could just not that they all don't, but you get my point. Yeah. You know, it was very interesting. It was a very interesting week all around. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, I was blown away. I'm ready to go back. Let's do it again. No, oh, I need a nap. <laughs> I need, need a nap. Need a week off. Get your voice back. I do. I do need a week off. I tell you what else I'm going to do next year. We decided this. So next year at the games, we had a wad prep party, uh, Ben and I, and for our other show. And, you know, it's a bunch of his athletes. And then people listening to Scale and Bell showed up. And it was at this dive bar. But they had a guy in there playing. And we decided next year we're going to rent the same bar. And I'm going to play a set. Heck yeah. I'm here so for it. Bring my guitar. And we're going to book that thing and do exclusive uh you know, people listen to kettlebells and cocktails and scale and bell can come and no one else. We'll just let everybody else. To I'm so here for it. That sounds it. awesome. Super fun. Um, trying to think what else, anything else from the week that we should be no, discussing? Anyone, I don't think so. Anyone in the questions got anything else you guys want to know about the week that we haven't shared? I, uh, I am ready to go back, man. I was fired up. So I like immediately came home today or, you know, this week and I requested off for Wadapalooza. I'm like, I'm going to Florida. I'm doing that and I'm trying Fine. to figure out where my next events are because I was so excited to be out amongst the community again. Yeah, yeah. I loved it. Oh, that would be fun. I hope, I hope, I'd love to go. Because I couldn't go last year and it was like devastating. Does, uh, does Hunter miss me? Has he been? He does. He's asked about you. Time? He's asked about you a few times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I thought he would. Who do you think had the biggest impact of this game? Who's coming away with the most street cred? Um, <clears throat> probably Mal. Oh, probably Mel O'Brien. Yeah, we haven't talked about her at all. Second place. Yeah. I mean, she's only yeah. second. Mm. Mm, <laughs> I mean, mm. no, I think that uh, I think Mel definitely made a statement. I think Emma Lawson made a statement. I think Haley Adams made a statement. I think this next generation of women, uh, they're they're not messing around, and they yeah, made I, that very obvious. Yeah, I think I saw the questions earlier. That, yeah, here it was. Well, Mel, Emma, and Haley are the best rivalry in the years to come, and I, I think hope so. I hope so. I hope it's them. And then I hope it's Justin and Ricky and Roman. I tell you what I loved, um, you know, Mal looks great. Absolutely great. And she was everything that she's been uh, made out to be like, there was nothing, nothing surprising, but I loved the fact that Emma Lawson's like, I can do this too. Yep. hundred percent. And, you know, you can't tell me that the difference between Emma Lawson and Mal is light years because it isn't. They're no. far closer than anyone wants to give credit for. And I and the other thing that occurred to me, everybody forgets. Uh, we got the other Emma that's um, help me out here, who didn't compete this year because she hurt her back. The other seventeen-year-old Emma Carey. Emma Carey, thank you, Sarah. Sorry, Emma. Mm -hmm. I know your dad, and I feel bad for forgetting, but I'm old. Who is in that camp too? So you have a lot of really young women that are going to look great over the next couple of years coming into this sport. And so I'm, my point to that is I'm not convinced I'm ready to crown Mal to be the next champion. It could no, no, no. Be Carrier, Emma Lawson. Yep. Um, you know, or it could be Freya Moosberger or, you know, um, who was the other one we had on the show not that long ago? Really? Oh, that, that, that who did Annika? Annika, Annika Greer. Annika yep. Greer. Like there's so many, of these really fit young women that are going to step into that role. So, you know, again, Mal maybe will win for the next 10 years, who the hell knows, but there's a lot, she's going to have a lot of competition. It's not going to be handed to her, I guess. Yeah, is the point. For you sure. <clears throat> but, yeah. And but, uh, there's know. a comment also, Olivia, 
Olivia yeah, yeah. Kay, a curse. Yeah, Olivia Kerstetter. She's coming up. Thank you. She, yeah, she dominated. Oh, um, yeah. The, yeah. On the team division. It was just interesting seeing these, you know, like when Emma Lawson came out for her event wearing the leader's jersey, for God's sakes, on one day. Mm-hmm. I'm like, holy crap, we got a 17 year old wearing the uh-huh. leader's jersey. Yeah. You know? How about, did you hear my interview with Haley after she was about to put on the leader jersey? And I was I, like, what do you I, think? I and she was like, she was like, a what? Right. <laughs> Oh my God. Oh, I love Haley so much. Like the only thing limited Haley is, is, is strength. That's it. Cause she yeah. is so fit and so talented yeah. and, and funny and everything you want the sport to be. So I'm, I'm hoping that she clears that hurdle. Cause I could absolutely see her up there. Yeah. You know? Fully agree. Big fun. And I think you're right on the men's side. I think you have those three, but I think there were a few others that kind of underperformed, which I don't think is the right term, but they didn't, no, they I didn't agree. I didn't agree. achieve what they wanted on the men's yeah. side that will still continue to, you know, make this a very competitive sport. I think it may be time for some of our favorites to go team. You think? Uh, yeah, I do. I Who's do. Going, who, who do you want to go team? I don't know. Like, let me, let me pull up the stats before I talk out of my butt. But like, hold on. The games app is still on my homepage from last week. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they all may be more apt to if Rich decides to actually step down and retire. Ain't that the truth? Uh, okay. So, for example, Noah. I think Noah would be would put together an insane team. Um, and he has – we already know he trains with the best. Yep. They have an epic training camp. I think it would be awesome to see him on a team. Oh, look, everyone in the comments just agreed with me. Yeah, hey. Um, same, with, um, same with Cole Sager. Yep. I think Cole Sager would be in uh, – his team would win. Like, he would carry that team uh, across the finish line. You know, Noah and uh, Travis Mayer. Travis Mayer. And, and yeah. um, oh, what's his name? Chandler had a team together at Wadapalooza last year, and they yeah. dominated together, the three of them. Yeah. So you're right. That could be good. Here's somebody said Katrin and Sarah Sigmund's daughter on a team would be On a team. Up. So that would be so fun. Yep. Uh, Tim Paulson on a team would be insane. Yep. I just feel like I feel like they would bring more. I don't know. They would bring more eyeballs over to the team competition, and especially if Rich ends up retiring. Which, like, did he say he was? Is this kind of like a Tia situation? I don't know. I heard rumors from people, but I didn't hear him actually. I haven't heard. I haven't heard him say it yet either. So I just feel like, like you're right. Like if Tia retires and the women's competition goes nuts. And if Rich retires and the team competition goes nuts, it would be really fun to see some of those yeah. athletes who we know and love over there. Yeah. How awesome was it to see Brooke back after her injury and place fifth says my, my, I have no arguments there. Brooke looked great. Insane. Oh, Best games performance to date after everything that happened. Um, that was, I, really- gotta, I gotta be honest. Like she went out on the floor to do the sandbag thing and I was having PTSD and I'm not joking like I was having flashbacks because I watched that event live when she hurt herself and it was horrific in person and so when she went out to do that I'm like literally sitting there praying please God to protect this girl yeah. like yeah. I do not want to watch this again you know yeah and she killed it she looked great you know she crushed yeah I'm really glad that I bet she had PTSD out there again well that too. was my point like if I'm sitting there nervous yeah like just what an amazing accomplishment for her to be able to go out and do it physically and mentally. Cause I think that's equally hard. Totally. You know, totally. Yeah. Really, really impressive uh, by her. So, and I don't really know her at all, but 
you know, super proud of her. It yeah. was good stuff. And let's see here. We'll let everybody else do our research. Rich said he's given a few more weeks to decide. So I'll look at that. But he said if he stops doing team, he's going masters. Ooh, that would be fun. He's, he just he's, can't quit, man. He can't do it. He's going to have 20 trophies before he's done actually competing. Mm. Can we can we talk about the Spirit of the Games Award? <laughs> Who picked that thing out? What Who won hell? it? Well, Noah won it, but oh. it, looked, it looked like a big dildo. Did you see this oh, thing? Oh, I did see her. This is the worst trophy on the planet. Now, first I of all, know. I'm not making fun of Noah. Noah, if there's anyone that deserves Spirit of the Games, it's that dude. Like, he's yes, absolutely. All, all positivity and energy and love loves me some Noah Olson. So this is not making fun of him, but that trophy is horrendous. <laughs> it's just bad. <laughs> it's bad, man. It's bad. Yeah. It's it's meme gold though. So thank you. Whoever picked right, it out. Thank that. you. Yeah. It is uh it is meme gold, to say the least. All right. Anything else? Do we have anything else? I'm ready for bed. Are you? Yeah. Your new house looks good. You have furniture back there now. Getting them. It's getting there. We have uh, some couches that we're returning parts of tomorrow. Next week, my background will be different. Oh, there you go. Why are you returning the couch? What's wrong with it? Uh, we got the raw. We got a big sectional, which like, this is a stupid like adult goal thing. Like we've always wanted a sectional and we got one and we feel like really excited about it, Matt and I, but we got the wrong ends. We had like a left chase and then we right. need a right chase, which is like mm. the whitest, most privileged sentence I've ever said. There you go. <laughs> uh, there you go. The only thing we didn't talk about was the after party. That was fun. I, I did not know because I did not go. Well, we crashed it. I have an amazing video of Shane Orr dancing uh, that I actually sent to Tia and said, hey, I'm not going to use this, but you may want to use it at some point to blackmail Shane. And she messaged back and goes, no, you should totally use it. Amazing. <laughs> I know, which I thought was really gracious and funny of her. Sweet. Um this it was is my like, first year not going, and I was sad about it. It was cool. It was different than the old Fit Eight after parties. It wasn't as much debauchery, but there was plenty of alcohol. The music was good. At some point, you know, I, Vellner was out on the dance floor, literally on Paul Trimley's shoulders, Sounds which right. was funny to see. And the uh, place was going crazy. Everyone was there. I ran, you know, I'm, I'm not going to drop too many names here, but I, I ran into one athlete and, uh, I'm like, hey, how you doing, buddy? And he's holding a margarita because these athletes don't know how to drink because they're athletes, you know. Mm -hmm. So they have to, they always end up drinking like fruity sweet drinks usually, you know. Nothing wrong. And with that. Uh, he's like, dude, I'm so drunk. And I'm like, no shit. Yeah, I'm sure you are. You have half an half a you know ounce of body fat, and you've been working out all week. Like you, I'm, I'm sure you were hammered after two sips. You Truly, know? yeah. So it was really funny, like watching all these guys drink and and run around and have a good time. And it's really interesting to me how quickly they decompress from the games and just become friends again. Which Totally. I, totally. You know, Next year, it, I'm bringing a babysitter so we can go to the after party. Well, so this is funny. Somebody said it sounds like Jay Crouch. It was not Jay Crouch. I ran into Jay Crouch, though, in a bar before we went to the after party. I know Jay. Uh, one of the very first memes I ever did was of Jay and Rob Forte. And it was actually kind of the meme that launched the page. And so I know those guys well. And so I ran into them at the bar and they were literally stacking beer cans and they were already stacked like to the ceiling. Cause that's how Australians roll. It's what I love about them. And they all give me a big hug, you know, and, and then it became like a rugby scrum. Like they're like kind of pulling me in and beat me up a little, which was weird. <laughs> which was weird. <laughs> it was weird, but Help super me. fun. Cause they're just great, great dudes, you know? 
And uh, then I ran into the party and then they were really having fun. The Australians know how to do it, man. Like if you want to hang out with a group and have a good time, find some Australians because they know what they're doing. They are pros, but it was, it was actually not Jay. Jay can handle his alcohol. He, you know, he's going to drink more than anyone there. No doubt about it. So same, same for Rob, but anyway, it was super fun. Super fun. Good. Stay an extra day next year. No, I will. I will. It was just like <clears throat> with the baby and everything and the two of us and flying out early the next morning. You didn't have it. It was my first time ever not going to the after party. Anyone who's been there knows I live for that after party. Right. I get my dance on. <laughs> um, so I was actually really sad about it. But next year we'll bring a sitter. Yeah, next year I'm going to find somebody that's actually going to give me a drink pass. So I don't have to keep begging people to go to the bar and get me drinks. Amazing. So what happens when you sneak in and you're not allowed to be there? For some reason, Noble doesn't send me passes to get in. It can't be those thousand memes I made about their shoes. No, can't no. Can't no, be. No. Anyway, next year. <sighs> All, right. All right, my dear. Well, it was fun seeing you in person finally. Likewise. I'm sorry that um, my audio was all jacked up at the no, beginning of the fine. show. Totally fine. No big deal. Nobody watches this show. No, definitely not. Um, no, it's all good. And um, I, do you want to hear the list of people that we have coming on? Yeah, please bring it on. All right. Hold on. This isn't the complete list. Uh, Griffin Raleigh. Yay. Justin Royal. Yes. I talk, I saw him a few times. Uh, Bethany Shadburn. Yes. Emily Roth. Yes. Uh, her mind coach, who was also very cool. CEO yeah. Don Fall. Uh, Tommy Magaza. Uh, I met Rob, the world's strongest gay. That's his <gasps> title, not me making a joke. Rob um, Kearney. Yes, he is I'm, so nice. Oh my God, I'm such a huge fan of his. I'm so jealous you got to meet him. Oh, I spent, actually, I spent quite a bit of time with him and then he messaged me um, and said, you know, just said, hey, it's great to meet you. I'm looking forward to coming on your show. So I just need to send him some dates and he'll probably be the first one up. And then we're going to do some O2 happy hours with Dave. Um, there's also a, a CrossFit movie coming out called Strong Enough. It's about an um, athlete. Yes. Yes. I know. I know this because Steph Chung went out for that role and they were going to pick her for it, but it didn't end up working out because she's like yeah. in nursing school and basically becoming a doctor. Yeah. Uh, and then I like saw it come out and they started following me and I was like, oh my God, this is that movie. Yeah, well, uh, Brooke Entz uh, is a producer. Cool. And so we're going to have uh, the star of the movie on, and Sick. we may get Brooke on, maybe. Okay. Um, but we'll certainly have someone on uh, from the movie who put it together. So, you know, kind of a fun list of people coming up. And there are a few others here and there that I talked to that, um, you know, we'll, we'll try to get on pretty quick. But everybody nice. seems pretty nice. excited and, you know, lots of good contacts. So. Um, I also have a bunch of athletes and professionals lined up for some more focus on female episodes that I'm working on, um, specifically around like aging athletes and training into menopause. And there's a really cool specialist I'm talking to about coming out on and talking about training around your cycle and like just people have been sending me recommendations. I take them all to heart. Just everyone was really busy leading up to games. So I'm going to be um, scheduling a lot more of those coming up too. Well, I think it's going to be a fun time. We got a lot yeah. of stuff coming. So that was yeah. uh, the beautiful part about going to the games and not actually podcasting was got to talk to a lot of people about coming on and doing it the right way. So, totally. Good stuff. All right. All right. Well, I will let you go get your nap finally. Get some Thank sleep. You. Thank you. And uh, for everyone listening, we appreciate you guys joining. Sorry for all the technical issues, uh, but sometimes can't be helped. So with that, we will see you guys next week. Take care.